I started going to church on a regular basis in the year 2000, uh, here at Castle Oaks, actually. But I didn't want to. I'd rather be doing something else. But I did. And I started listening to the sermons from uh, Pastor Herb Frost, who is the founder of Castle Oaks. And after a while, they started connecting with me a little bit. And, you know, I had this pretty big pride wall that had been built up over time that, you know, I kind of knew everything already. And church wasn't really necessary for me. But he kind of put some cracks in that, softened it up a little bit. And uh, I thought, I got this idea. Mark, you should read the Bible. You've never done that. So I read the Bible the whole way through. It was hard to do, but I did. And then I thought, maybe that New Testament part, I should try that again. And then maybe that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John part, I should read that again, only slower. And and not just try to get through it. Try to really understand it. So I did. And I, I came to believe in the gospel truth. Jesus is the son of God. He was risen from the dead. And then the hard part for me was that Jesus was calling me to follow him. I didn't want to. I mean, where are we, where, where are we going? How do I know where we're going? How do I know when we're going to get back? What if we're going somewhere I don't want to go? What if he wants me to do something I don't want to do? Or stop doing something that I, I, I want to keep doing? I had all these questions, and I just couldn't say yes to it. I knew I was getting invited. I had the invitation in my hand. I didn't RSVP at all. I, I didn't say no. I mean, it wasn't, I knew it wasn't like a, an invitation to a backyard barbecue or something. This is the invitation from God that I believed I really had, but I just couldn't say yes to it. So what I did was nothing. No RSVP. No reply, nothing. And I kind of decided, I don't need to. I'm a good guy. I'll, uh, I'll just be a, an anonymous Christian. You know, I can kind of cheer from the sidelines, support a little bit, but not put myself on the line for it. So that was kind of my decision. I didn't say yes, I didn't say no. I didn't think the offer had an expiration date on it. So it was just kind of good. Maybe some of you are there now. I was there for quite a while. And um, one uh, night, it was a, quite a while later, I was in bed sleeping and then I woke up and I had a visit from God. And it was kind of a thought exchange. It wasn't like an audio thing, but it, was, and it went something like this. It was, Mark, I thought you believed in me and I thought you wanted to follow me and now I invite you and I get nothing. I got no RSVP, I got nothing. So what's up? I, d- I had a little extra time, so I thought I'd stop by and see if there's anything that you want to say to me right now. I'm like, whoa. Looked over, Marianne was there. It wasn't her talking. <laughs> I said, all right, I do want to say something. I'm sorry for this pride wall for the selfishness, for the delays, for my excuses. I actually, I do believe in you. I'm just a, I just didn't have enough faith to move forward, but now I'm doing it. 
I'm in, I believe in you, I wanna follow you, you're driving from now on, I'm not driving anymore, you're driving. And to, to your invitation, I'm saying yes, I will, I, I do. That was about 20 years ago that that happened. And um, a couple of years after that, I got invited to be on the board at World Orphans. And I, I knew a little bit about World Orphans because World Orphans was already partnered with Castle Oaks at that time. So I knew some of the people there and I knew what the, what the mission was. And I got this invitation to join World Orphans. I didn't want to. I just didn't want to. They, I, I thought about it and I said, this, is, this isn't gonna be like a vacation. This isn't an easy job. It's gonna be hard and difficult and even dangerous. So rather than say yes, uh, I actually tried to say no. I said, uh, I kind of have other things going on and some other priorities and this isn't a good time for me and maybe, and even if I said yes, it would only be for a short time. So I thought I'd kind of talk my way out of it. And uh, I got another visit. And uh, this one wasn't as friendly and invitational as the last one. It was more like, Mark, you said you were following me. Do, do you not know that I am the leader of World Orphans? I've been with them from the beginning, now, and forevermore. You're following me. That means you're in already. There's no decision that you're in. And besides that, I was the one that set up the invitation for you to be on the board. So either you're in or you're telling me that you're quitting or you're turning back. I'm like, no, 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 no. God, no, no, no. No, I'm not turning back. I prom a promise is a promise. I'm in. Can we just kind of call that a rookie mistake? You know, I was only two years into it or something. Give me you know, a little, little great. Yes, we'll call it a rookie mistake. So I basically said yes, said yes to rural orphans that, you know, right after that. And it's been an incredible 15-year journey, just incredible. I mean, I've traveled all over the world with them. I've seen so many miracles. <laughs> I mean, there was a time, a long time in my life where if somebody would have said that, maybe you're, there'd be miracles, yeah, right. I would have scoffed at it, like that's ridiculous. But I, I've seen them over and over again where God, God's hand is the only explanation that makes any sense at all for what happened. I mean, you can't take the probabilities and put them together. It just doesn't work. And, uh, and also one of the really cool things about being part of World Orphans is Castle Oaks. Because you were, you were part of World Orphans before me. And you've been just a partner all this time. I mean, you've traveled with us. You've partnered with South Africa. You sent the uh, young family, the Turpos, to go to Guatemala. You've gone to our Aaron Boyd concerts. You've donated lots of money. You just prayed for us, you prayed with us. And World Orphans has partnered up with over 50 churches around the world, the US and, and uh, in our, in, on location. And this Castle Oaks is just one of the, the top partners we, we have. I mean, probably shouldn't say that online, all the other churches do, hey, what about us? You're one of the best <laughs> churches that, uh, that we've ever partnered up with. Um, so thank you, thank you. So when we go on board meetings, the World Orphans Board, we, go, we try to go in country so we can meet the local pastor, 
meet our international staff, go to the neighborhoods, listen to the mom's stories, try to hang out with the kids a little bit if we can. But this year, last year we couldn't travel, and this year we couldn't travel, so instead of doing that, we had an idea, let's have the board meeting in northern Michigan uh, at, the, at the family fun playhouse that Josh was talking about. We do have a family fun playhouse up there, it's really nice, it's in God's country, and uh, most of the board members could come, so we schedule it there at the end of July, beginning of, beginning of August, and um, <clears throat> We had a great first day. We went out and played it in the boats and the rivers. And that night we were in the house and uh, we started talking about different things. And the topic of The Chosen came up. Now The Chosen, for those of you who don't know, is a TV series about Jesus and the calling of the disciples, The Chosen. It's really well done. If you haven't checked it out, it's a, a free app. You can watch it. So we started talking about it. And then the idea came up, why don't we all watch an episode together before the board meeting, uh, and then we could talk about it, have like a little world orphan smaller group kind of deal. So uh, Marianne asked me, Mark, pick an episode. There, there's 16 episodes so far, so I picked episode number four, which is based on Luke 5, which is the, the miracle of the fish, and it's also the calling of Peter and Andrew and James and John on the shore where Jesus called his first disciples. So I, I picked that, and I want to just show you that clip because it, 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 it's great, first of all, but it also ties into the rest of my time today and in in what happened after that, the next day and uh, going forward. So why don't we play the, play the video? Thanks. So we, that was the episode that we watched uh, the night before the board meeting, and we had a little conversation about it, you know, basically that... You know, Jesus is still alive today. He's still with us. He's still telling us to let down our net for a fish or a gift or to solve a problem or for some help. And um, um, I really relate to Peter, especially. You know, even when Jesus said, put down your net, he didn't want to, but he did but he didn't want to. It's like, hey, I already tried it. I know more than you. I'm a better... So I can certainly relate to that. And the other thing about it that kind of hit home for me was when if I needed to catch a fish, which P Peter did that night, he needed to catch fish that night, um, I would have taken my younger brother along too, just like he did. And Dave was here at the earlier service, so he thought that was appropriate. So... Um, the next day we had our board meeting. It was really good. It went from like 9 to 12.30. So it was lunchtime when we were done. But instead of thinking about lunch, I was thinking about dinner. Because uh, it was the last day of everybody's going to be there. And Marianne and I had planned for the salmon dinner. Uh, it's our specialty. We grill it on the grill. And uh, it's just, you know, the, the specialty of the house, I guess you'd say. And um, in, in Michigan... Uh, you know, we're surrounded, northern Michigan, we're surrounded by Lake Michigan and Lake Huron. They both have a lot of salmon in them. But if you want to eat one of the salmon like, that's in Lake Michigan, you have to go catch it yourself. Or you have to hire a guy to take you out. There's no commercial salmon fishing allowed. So you can't buy one in a store. It's just the way they do it. But there is a store in, in our town called the Tiki Fish Market. And they import salmon every day or every other day 
from Canada. And um, they're really good, really good. And we've been buying them for years. We're good customers there. So that was our plan. We'll go buy our salmon. And I started thinking, I don't want to wait until later in the day because what if they run out? I mean, I don't really have a plan B for, for the dinner plan. So I, I think I'm just going to go right now and just make sure that I can get some. So I said, hey, why don't everybody have lunch? I'm just going to take the car, go into town, buy the salmon for dinner and come back. And Ty Albright, one of our board guys, said, hey, I want to go. I'll drive. I want to buy. So, okay, let's go. So we started heading for the door, and then Marianne chipped in with, hey, Mark, when you're in town, stop at the grocery store and buy some bananas because we're out. Now, I, uh, I've been married 44 years now, happily married, and uh, I've learned that it's not always the best. The, the first thing I think of isn't usually the best thing to say. So what I was thinking of was, you've got to be kidding me. The grocery store is going to be crowded. There's going to be lines. I hate grocery stores. I don't want to go to the grocery store. I just want to get the fish and come home. That's what I was thinking. But I, I thought of a better answer that was a little more effective and appropriate given the circumstances. Can you guess what it was? Yeah, I said, okay. <laughs> uh, which which it translated, Mark translation, it meant possibly. <laughs> possibly. So we, we drove into the fish store, we pulled into the parking lot, it's completely empty. Which... Never happens really. It was the middle of the day, weekday. So I, we went up the door and the sign said open. The hours said open. The, door, the main door was open, but the screen door was locked. Hello, is anybody in here? Hello, hello, anybody? Nothing. So we're tying our standing in the parking lot. Wow, now what? And Ty finally says, Mark, do you have any ideas? And I, I just then got an idea. And I, I call them God ideas because it didn't come from me. It's like one of those little gifts that I get sometimes. And the, I said, Ty, I have an idea. Let's go to the grocery store and we'll buy the bananas and then we'll come back and then things will be better. He's like, all right, let's go. So we drove to the grocery store. Parking lot's completely full, just like I thought it was going to be. There was... Uh, lines, people all over. I said, Ty, don't even park. I'm just going to run in and get it. So I got out, ran in the grocery store, two bunch of bananas, weighed them, swiped out. I was out in about two minutes. It, and it was like the perfect man's grocery trip, right? <laughs> so I threw them in the back seat. We got in the car. Maybe 10 or 15 minutes had gone past since we left. We drove back. There's a car in the parking lot an empty car. Like, yes, the guy that works here is here. We're good. So we got up, we went up the door, locked still. Locked still. So now here we are standing in this parking lot with two cars, the, the two of us, like, wow, I don't have any ideas anymore. And uh, Ty said, well, I guess we could go back to the grocery store and buy chicken, he said. Like, oh, no, not that. <laughs> There's got to be something better. And just then, this man came walking out from around behind the store. He was an older guy like me. And he points at me. He says, do you work here? And I said, no, I don't work here. And he goes, oh, 
I was looking around behind the store to see if I could find somebody that works here because I, I thought someone from the store could help me solve my problem. I'm like, yeah, me too, actually, is what I thought. But what I said was, well, what problem is that? And he said, well, my sons and I went fishing in Lake Michigan, down by Ludington, he said. Now, Ludington is like 100 miles away from where we're standing, 100 miles away. We went fishing off Ludington, and we caught four salmon, he says. Three good-sized ones and one really big one. And we don't live anywhere near here. We are staying in the campground across the street. We can probably eat the small ones, but we don't know what to do with this big salmon. And I thought maybe someone from the store could either store it or smoke it or something, but they're closed. So now what? Now what, he says. <laughs> so I kind of glanced over at Ty, and Ty's looking at me, and we're like, I think there might be four of us here right now. And it, it was all, really, it was almost like Jesus was standing behind the guy, and he was saying, Mark, Ty, let down your net for a fish. And uh, so I said, okay, I'm going to give it my best cast. So I, I, ca I casted out this. I said, hey, I live locally here in town, and I have a house full of people, and they're from all over the country. We just had a meeting with World Orphans. It's a Christian ministry that serves the widows and orphans around the world. And we were planning for our last night to have the salmon dinner, uh, but the store's closed, so now what? I thought that was a pretty good cast. And not, silence. Like, he's looking at me, I'm looking at him. Ty's like trying not to say anything. And I, actually what happened was, it wasn't his fish. His son's was the one that caught it, so he didn't want to give it to me. So he didn't know what to say, and I could see that I needed to say something. So I said, hey, how about if we buy your fish? And he said to us, follow me. We're like, oh, okay, <laughs> this is looking good. So he gets, he gets in his car, we get in our car, he drives to the campground, we drive, it's a full campground, 300 sites, people everywhere. I mean, he had plenty of people he could have given the fish to. So we drive to his site, site 245 in the back. We pull up the site. I could see the salmon on the table. I mean, it was like that kind of table. And the, the son had a, um, he had his hand on the salmon's head and he had a fillet knife in his hand when we pulled up. And his dad got out of the car and said, son, stop. These two men want to buy your fish. So he stopped. He goes, what? So we walked over to the picnic table, and all the rest of his family kind of gathered around, and uh, Ty kind of reiterated our, who we were and what we wanted and that we were willing to buy the fish. And uh, the guy looks at us and said, I'm not selling you this fish, but I'm going to give it to you for free. And we're like, yeah, nice. <laughs> So uh, some of his friends and family were like, wait, what? You're giving that trophy fish to these guys you don't even know? Yes. So I went up to the table. I said, hey, uh, to make it easy on you, you don't have to flay it. You don't have to do anything. I'll do all the work back at my house. And he goes, it's your fish. You can take it. So I slipped my 
hand under its gill and lifted it up and it was, it was cold because they had just taken it out of a bag of ice and it was wet and it was heavy. And um, Ty meant, said a comment, boy, it's a good thing we have a rental car. Because <laughs> we didn't have anything. Uh, I could have, yeah, the bag of bananas wouldn't have worked. So um, uh, one of the women gave us a, 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 a garbage bag and we put that in, on the floor of the trunk. We put the fish on top of it, we closed it and we drove back to the house. And I, I could tell you, I, I, first thing I said was, Ty, I think those guys just gave us like a $300 fish. And because it was 25 pounds at least. And um, Ty said, no, I think God gave it to us. I'm like, yeah, I think that's right. I think that's what happened. So um, uh, we got back to the house. I was so excited. I mean, I was more excited about walking in my house with that fish than if I'd caught it myself or if my kids had caught it. I mean, it was just when, you know, when God gives you a gift that you weren't expecting and it's really timely. It's just, the, it's a joy. It's a really joy. It's happened to me, thankfully, a couple times and it's just a, a joy. So when we walked into the house, uh, everyone was out on the deck. They had already had lunch. They were wondering what happened to us and we walked out on the deck and here's a photo that they took when we walked out on the deck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's something. And... But look at our smiles on our faces. I mean, it's just, it was like the, it was like uh, Andrew and, and uh, John and, and uh, on that video when the fish came in, they were just so happy. They were like, this is unbelievable. That was what us. And the realization that we had just watched that story the night before, just the night before, and then it happened. So um, uh, we, I, I filleted it. Scott cleaned it up in the sink a little bit. We grilled it uh, for dinner that night, half of it for dinner that night. The other half went in the freezer. And all of us ate as much as we could, as much as we wanted. And we still had what I'd call baskets of fish left over. <laughs> nice. I don't know how many baskets, but we had fish left over and, uh, and, whole, and a whole half of it still. So we gave thanks for that. Uh, everybody really you know, loved the story. Um, and everyone went home the next day, and Mary and I were home by ourselves, and um, um, I got this, I, I said a little prayer, like, hey, what happened yesterday was really awesome, thank you, God. And I got, and one another of these God ideas again, it said, we need to go back to the campground today. I'm like, what? really? Mary Ann, I need to go back to the campground, why? I don't know, but we'll find out. So I gathered up a, uh, a gift bag. I put some, some T-shirts in, some new T-shirts that we had bought for the meeting and uh, uh, some elk jerky we had brought from Colorado. And uh, with my gift bag in hand, I drove back to the campground about 7 o'clock at night, that night. I got to the security gate. I didn't have a pass. I didn't have a sticker. I didn't have a name. I, didn't, I knew 245 is all I knew. And I thought, how am I going to get through? The, the guard came out. And he just looked at me, and he just went, you're good, come on. I'm like, nice, I got an escort. So we drove in, parked at 2.45, I got out, I was all excited, empty. Empty. So now I'm standing there like I was in the parking lot, what? And finally this woman from another campsite comes over, she says, you look lost. 
I said, I'm not lost. I just, I'm disappointed. I came here to see the people that were here yesterday. Oh, they left. They left. Like, wow. I was pretty sure I was supposed to be here. And then she added, but their friends are camping over there somewhere. She said, <laughs> like, where? Over there. So it's a big campground and uh, full of people. So I said, okay. So I left my car. I grabbed my gift bag. And I just started walking across cross kitty corner across these campsites, just cutting through people's campsites. Hey, how you doing? Nice fire. You know, nice evening. Go blue. You know, really stupid stuff like that. <laughs> so I kept going for a while and I thought, I don't know if this is going to work. And then pretty soon I look up and there he is, the son, the one that had the knife in his hand, the one that gave us the fish. He's standing up by himself by a camp, campfire. So I got close and he says, hey, what's up? And he looked, he saw me, he goes, hey, Salmon Man. And I'm like, I'm Salmon Man. So I came over and he goes, I can't believe you guys that you came back. We never thought we'd ever see you again. You know, why did you come back? I said, well, uh, what you did yesterday was really special and uh, you didn't really know the story. We didn't really have time to tell you the story. So I thought I should come back and tell you the story and how, how, how cool it was because part of the story is we think that the Lord was involved in you giving us that fish. And uh, he goes, you're probably going to need a beer for that. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that'd be good. So we all, you know, we all popped open, a, I think it was a Bud Light, and uh, we, uh, I told the story. I, you know, the kids, his kids gathered around the campfire you know, it was like maybe 10 people, and I basically told them the story I just told you. And then when I got to the God part, they were kind of smiling and nodding. And I'm not really sure exactly why I went back there, but it was cool that I did. And on the way home in the car, you know, I kind of said, God, that was really cool what you did there. Uh, I mean, you write the best stories, but the timing is just, just miraculous because. Uh, there's probably never a time that whole summer, or maybe ever, but that whole summer where a guy goes to that fish market, finds it's closed, and he has this giant fish that he's willing to give away, and he meets up with us at exactly the same time. But we got there too early, so we had to, we had to go to get bananas, God? Bananas? Really? <laughs> so that you know, he had to go around behind the store. So, I mean these things that had to happen for us to meet at the exact time for this story to, to happen, you know, the probabilities of that are probably zero. Uh, and for the store to be closed for who knows why. So I'd just like to end with a, a, a quick prayer. God, um, you're still with us today for sure you are. Uh, sometimes we don't know it. I mean, sometimes you tell us to you know, let down our net, and we don't want to. We think, oh, I already tried that. There's no point in that. I have a better idea, something else. And um, sometimes, God, you say, follow me, and we, we're either afraid to or uh, we don't know what that means, really. And um, we turn down an invitation to follow you, and you're the only one that knows 
the road ahead. You're the only one that can that knows which path is the best one. It, it might not be the paved one. It might be the, the rocky one. So God, thank you for your patience with us and that you give us second chances and you give us ideas. You communicate with us. And, um, um, and that, as we're going to sing in the, in the last song, that, you, that uh, you, you never stop loving us. And finally, um, I just want to ask you, Lord, and I know you're going to be there, but Marianne and I are going to be at the hospital on, on Tuesday. She's going to have a back operation. Um, and there's, there's already some fear and anxiety about it. There's going to be some recovery about it. So just be with us and uh, help with that. I know you're going to. But how about telling the surgeon to... to Laid down his, uh, let down his net for like the perfect job. Like just the perfect job. That'd be great. So uh, thank you, Lord. Uh, thank you, Castle Oaks. God bless Castle Oaks. Amen.